across the ice. He's got a step. He's in. Backhand. Scores. A beauty. One year, one and a half year here. Uh, get me more confidence. For sure, I'm stronger and faster. And I feel like I'm growing up for person and player a lot. Feels like I'm like ready to get the new step for the NHL. Now McDavid across the dry side. Scores 100 points for Leon. Uh, we could learn from what we went through and everyone's pissed off about it. I think that's the best way to, to describe it, but there's a taste in everyone's mouth that's very, um, you know, that no one likes. We need to find a way to, to not have that taste, and, and we've had it four out of five years here, so we know we need to do better. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Locked On Oilers podcast for Tuesday, March 16th. I'm your host, Fernand Salas from TSN 1260. Also, the two guys in a goalie podcast connected me on Twitter at Hernand the Man and at Locked On Oilers. Today, we'll get to uh, who's sizzling, who's fizzling, game cliche, and uh, we'll get to some audio as well as the Edmonton Oilers uh, lose again uh, 4-3 to the Calgary Flames on Monday night. It was uh, it's a good game, fun game. I think the Oilers... Uh, Kind of, oh, well, too many mistakes. Let's just leave it at that. The Oilers now 18 and 13, third in the North Division with 36 points. They've lost two straight. The Flames are 14, 12, and three. Now 31 points, fifth in the North Division. They've won three straight with Daryl Sutter behind the bench. Uh, they go at it again tomorrow from Calgary, eight o'clock puck drop. Um, the Oilers will try to get back in the win column. Let's get right to it, uh, to the game last night. Slow start by uh, the Edmonton Oilers. No score after uh, 20, which was a good sign. I mean, they weren't down or I don't think they were terrible, but it was a slow start. For me, the Oilers gave this game away. McDavid with a turnover led to a goal uh, and you heard Dave Tippett talk about it after the game where he said uh, Ethan Bear's skate broke and you got to know. You got to know that. I mean, it's it's easy for me to say that here, I guess, but you got to get that puck in deep. McDavid didn't. Turned over Lindholm to Dylan Dubé and uh, beats Mike Smith. Smith I mean, that's that's what you get with Mike Smith. It's his first blunder of the year. We get it. But, uh, yeah, puck kind of bounces over his stick. Lucic uh, is able to find um, Mangiapane in the slot. And, uh, yeah, another – and the uh, the Mike Smith haters were out in full force. I'll tell you that much. Uh, listen, it happens. It's, it's unfortunate. It sucks. At that time of the game, do you want him to be uh, less risky? Of course you do. Um, but that's that's the way he plays. He's an aggressive player, and you're gonna get those in a season. And it's March fifth. It was March fifteenth yesterday, obviously. And uh, yeah, I mean, Mike Smith's been good for most of the season, but that's another one that could have been avoided. And then uh, the Oilers worked so hard to tie this game, and and a bad pinch by Bear. I didn't know what he was doing on that play. I, I truly don't. And then you saw him come down on a three on two, and 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 all the guys on the two guys hate when defensemen lay on their bellies. And Nurse did that as well. I think if he stays on his feet, he has a good chance of maybe even deflecting that shot. But Haddonfin was able to uh, get the game winner on a bad play by Ethan Bear. 
And uh, yeah, he, he took it on the post game show. I'm not going to lie. Him and Nugent Hopkins for some reason. I know Nugent was minus three, and there's so much talk about his contract now. Like you're either on one side or the other here, but both guys took uh, took quite the beating on the post game show yesterday on TSN 1260. But the Oilers uh, lose four three. They were right there. Had some good looks in the final minutes. Nugent had a good one. McDavid with a brilliant move, and then couldn't uh, put the puck on net as he tried to go upstairs and. And went high, and then Jesse Pugliarvi there at the end. A good save by Jacob Markstrom. How about this? Lucic out there for the final minute. You don't think Daryl Sutter wants to get that big guy going? So uh, <laughs> Lucic, he looked good last night. I, I must say he was he was effective. Uh, Edmonton only got one power play. Uh, the refs missed a blatant trip on on Connor McDavid, and then like what a minute later they call a similar trip on on the Edmonton Oilers. Uh, man, the refs got to get that idea out of their head that the, that Connor McDavid just because he's faster than anyone can can draw penalties because it's getting and ridiculous. Calgary did go 0 for 3. PK was good for the Edmonton Orders last night. Calgary's playing well. 3 and 0 with Sutter behind the bench. I'll say this, uh, I and I truly believe this and uh I'm going to guarantee it. Guarantee. Calgary will be a top 3 team in the in the North Division when this is all said and done. Like Daryl Sutter, there's something about him. He gets his teams going. Like, you saw yesterday like oh man, that was a different team in Calgary there. And, and the Oilers are a good team as well. That's why it was a close game, but he's going to turn this team around. They were far too good to be where they were with uh, Jeff Ford there. So they are going to drop games, of course, but uh, yeah, they're doing some good things and I think they will be a top three team. Uh, JJ Kyra gets knocked out by Brett Ricci after a questionable hit on Oliver Chillington. Uh, no news on Kyra just yet. It, it was a high head shot, but I, I don't think he that was the intent. Uh, Chillington kind of leans in and, and drops his head a bit, and then Kyra just caught him there by the bench, and he has to fight Brett Ricci uh, because now that's everybody does that in the NHL. You throw a hit and you got to fight, and unfortunately he got uh, he got KO'd there. And I hope the big guy's okay. He's been playing some great hockey. It's unfortunate that. Um, that happened to him and uh, we'll see what his status is going forward and Tyson Berry played only seven minutes before leaving with an injury he did return in the third to give it a, a, a you know spin around the ice there to start the third but he could not go so both players out right now and, and Dave Tippett did add the day to day for both guys I think we'll get more news today or in the days ahead uh, Wonders have been good in these last two games I know they lost so uh, I know they lost so pump the brakes don't come at me but they've been there till the end in each game. Saturday was a brilliant performance by Demko. Uh, last night, the Oilers, uh, I think, were their own worst enemy. Three goals that could have been avoided. Uh, the Oilers pretty much gift wrapped three goals for the uh, Calgary Flames. So, kind of what we saw early on the season when this team was struggling. So, they got to get that out of their game. Like I said, post game harsh uh, on Ethan Bear and RNH. Uh, he even got a text to call up Seth Griffiths. <laughs> so, uh, we're in that part of the season where we want a AHL guy to come up and help the Oilers. Um, what did I like? I, I like Josh Archibald. He threw some solid hits, scored a goal, had another good look shorthanded on kind of like a semi breakaway there that marks from stop. I like the Oilers fight. I, I think they, they came back three times, two times, sorry, from two goals down. They're down 2 nothing. then 3-1. We're able to fight back. Devin Shore doing some good work. Had a great setup once again uh, for the Archibald goal. I, I kind of like it. And with Kyra status up in the air, you're going to see Shore probably play a lot and move to center. Uh, the Oilers dominated in face-off 62% on the night. And uh, the PK, you got to give him a thumbs up, 3-for-3. Three three. And Adam freaking Larson, uh, this guy's definitely turned his game around. You got to be pretty, pretty uh, happy with that. The way it was going uh, to start the season, uh, and I was harsh on him. I was very hard on him, but he's really turned his game around. He's playing some great hockey right now, and hopefully he can keep that going. What I didn't like, uh, 
the officials, man, like that missed call on Connor McDavid right in front of the official. It's some bull crap. Damn straight, it's some bull crap. Uh, Oilers again serving up freebies, like three goals that could have been avoided, and the Oilers uh, gift wrapped those to the Calgary Flames. Uh, Mike Smith's first blunder of the season. Listen, guys, don't be too harsh. He's been really good. It happens, and um, that's Mike Smith's game, and and. <laughs> He likes to handle the puck, and you're going to get uh, the good and the bad uh, throughout the season. Neil and Chase on, guys, I, I don't know about that line anymore. Not generating a lot for me, at least in my opinion, with Haas. Um, Chase on, listen, I, I get why he's out there in the final minute with the extra attacker. He's not there to finish because he's he's not a... He's not a goal scorer. He's not a high-quality goal scorer. He's not a finisher, but he's out there to stand in front of the goalie and, and block his view and screen him and do all that. But sometimes I prefer a little bit more skill. Throw JP, throw Neil there. Uh, chase on this this chase on stuff is, is is getting to me a bit here. I get it. I get why he's out there. He's not out there to, to be the sniper. I know that. He's out there to, to create a ruckus in front of the net and hopefully tap in a few that are, uh, you know, given to him by Dryside or McDavid. But on a six on four, you want finishers out there. And this guy, I mean, he gets one good, sh- he gets one good look. I probably not going to score because he's not that high end finisher. So I like to see someone else out there as well. Let's hope Kyron Berry are not long term on, or this could turn ugly for the Oilers. Uh, <laughs> They're in, they're in tough, they're in a tough stretch to finish off March. If Barry is out, Bouchard draws in as the right D man. I keep Russell in as, as well, as I wouldn't feel comfortable with Barry Jones and Bush all in the lineup, especially in this stretch of games. So you go Russ with Bouchard as your third pairing. The two suites stay together, and then you're going to have to move Bear up with Darnell Nurse. They're familiar with each other. So that's a simple move up front. I think we'll see the lines that we've seen for most part of the season. We'll see McDavid back with uh, Nuge and JP. Try saddle with Yamamoto. As a pairing, I, and with JJ out, probably going to be sure at center. I'd expect Cahoon to draw back in as well. Uh, I mean, you can go Ennis or Cahoon with Dryside on Yamamoto, whatever you think fits best. Other options, Negard, eh, sure, why not? He hasn't really been given a, a long look here. Patrick Russell, it doesn't do anything for me. So, no, we, we don't know the status of Kyle Turris or Zach Cassian yet because, you know, if they were good to go, they would be in. And then you can also play new just center and, and roll 97 and 29 in your first two lines and uh 91 the gate on Haas on your fourth line but I highly doubt that it'll be Nuge with McDavid probably Shore and Haas there as well and that's the thing when you play 97 and 29 together you're you're just not getting enough from the other lines I know Josh Archibald scored yesterday don't come at me but I just feel like it, it works sure I think in two three games like we saw with Ottawa but once you get into these tougher games and, and you shut down if you're able to shut down that top line the other lines, uh, it's it's a little harder to generate offense and, and create good scoring chances. So I'm expecting this. I don't know this. We're waiting for audio that's going to drop here shortly from the Edmonton others, and uh, we don't know who is speaking yet. So, but I'll have some audio for you coming up here in the next couple of segments. That is um, that is your recap. As the Oilers drop a four three game, back at it tomorrow. They they can go on another three game losing streak here. Then they get Winnipeg on Thursday, Saturday. So they got to pick up a win on Wednesday. It's it's getting down to that. Uh, let, let's get it going once again. I mean, you, yeah, you beat Ottawa, you swept them, you dominated them, but now you got to start beating these teams. And, and listen, you're going to drop games, but you can't let these losing streaks get to three, four, five games. So the Oilers with a big one tomorrow, we'll see what's going to happen uh, in terms of lines, pairings, and who's going to start in net. I mean, I don't think it's, I keep, every time we think it's Koskin and he goes back to Mike Smith. So we'll wait and see on that uh, for tomorrow. All right, guys, coming up next, we will get to some audio 
and more here on the Locked On Orders podcast with Hernan Salas. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. RockAuto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. RockAuto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. RockAuto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. All right, guys, back here on the Locked On Oilers podcast is uh, we're coming off an Oiler loss, 4-3 to the Calgary Flames. Uh, big news, though, J.J. Kyra and Tyson Berry left that game. Kyra after getting uh, KO'd by Brett Ritchie and Tyson Berry. We don't know. We I know me and Tom tried to talk about it yesterday, and we were kind of like, well, what happened? Didn't really see anything, and um, we're hoping that um, it's nothing too serious, So, but he might be out for tomorrow's game, and uh, you're going to see Evan Bouchard. Everybody's been wanting Evan Bouchard back in the lineup. So uh, there's a pretty good opportunity he will be. Uh, let's get to some um, audio here as uh, you never want to see it. And listen, I know where people stand with when it comes to fighting and all that. Um, some love it, some hate it. And it's just one of those things where it's uh, sometimes it's unfortunate and stuff like this happens. And you never want to see a player, whether it's the team you cheer for or the other team, uh, see him on the ice lane like that with his eyes kind of open, kind of not knowing where he is. It's difficult and can't imagine what it's like for the, for the teammates of, of, of JJ as well. But um, Devin Shore and Willie Legison met with the media. And um, I just want to get to Devin Shore on just fighting and, and, and that job and, and what it entails and, and, and what it does for, for the guys on the bench. Yeah, I think uh, it's, it's a pretty small, small community in this league and there is a mutual respect there. And, um, I personally think it, it still does have a place in it. Um, you know, like I said, it's it's terrible to see what happened last night. Um, fortunately, we have uh, we're, we're taking uh, people that are around to to take good care of us, and they take every precaution when it comes to the, the head stuff with the the tests and and monitoring it, not just when it happens, but in the days following. So, yeah, you, of course, you wish something like that never happens, but especially especially to your teammate, uh, but. But it's it's intense out there, and and uh, emotions run high. It's never fun to see a teammate uh, get hurt. Uh, it's uh, Jude has been been a hard worker all year, and like he's he's a tough guy, and uh, um, so yeah, it's not fun to to see him get hurt. So that was Devin Shore and Willie Legison just uh, on what happened last night. And it was scary. It's, uh, yeah, it's, listen, and, and we see it a lot where guys stand up for their teammates on questionable hits and all that. So uh, definitely unfortunate for J.J. Kyra. And he was playing, he's playing such good hockey, right? Like, hopefully it's not long-term. Knock on wood that uh, he'll be back uh, sooner rather than later. Same with Tyson Berry. Let's get to some news from around the NHL. Uh, on waivers today, uh, some interesting names. Jimmy Vesey from the Maple Leafs, Anton Forsberg, former Oiler. <laughs> Mikhail Grigorenko uh, from the Blue Jackets and Paul Byron from the Montreal Canadiens. So we'll see if they all clear tomorrow. Some sad news. This is this is really sad. A 19-year-old Russian hockey player, Timur Faizuddinov, Faizuddinov has died after being hit in the head by the puck during the game. His club in the leagues uh, announced this earlier today. Uh, the defenseman was playing for Dynamo St. Petersburg junior team in a playoff game against local Yaroslav on Friday when he was struck by a puck uh, from the neutral zone. So very, very sad news there, a uh, 19-year-old um, 
Timor uh, Faizutinov there. Um, yeah, condolences to his family. That's just crushing news, and uh, you never like to see that. Heartbreaking for sure. Uh, let's get to some um, starters for you and some fantasy news as uh, James Rimmel will, will start in Netflix, Carolina. It's going to be uh, Jake Ottinger for the Dallas Stars, Kapo Kokkinen for the Minnesota Wild, Casey DeSmith for Pittsburgh, Mackenzie Blackwood for the New Jersey Devil, Devils, uh, Daniel. Uh, Vlad, Vladar, uh, he's going to get his first career start for the Boston Bruins. I hope I didn't butcher that name. And Hunter Miska is going for the Colorado Avalanche. Bobby Ryan out for the Red Wings tonight. John Marino and Jared McCann will be game time decisions for the Penguins. Uh, Peugeot and uh, the Detroit Red Wings, Svechnikov, all, uh, both will return to the lineup today. And some good news for the Avs is Makar, Bowen Byram, and JT Confer on the ice this morning in regular sweaters. But Adrian Dater, who covers that team, says Makar still a few games away Byram and Confer uh, look for them to play in their next game so still out for tonight let's get to your question of the day and of course it's going to be Edmonton Oiler related what would you do with the Oiler lineups heading into Wednesday's game do you keep the two big dogs together in Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid let Nuge figure it out on that second line uh, with uh, Jesse Pugliarvi and Tyler Ennis or do you go back to what was working uh, for most of the season? Nuge with McDavid kind of as a duo with JP on the right side. And then do you go back to Cahoon, Dreisaitl, and Yamamoto? And then what's going to happen in the bottom six? Uh, have you seen enough of that chase on Haas, Neil line? Uh, Devin Shore is probably going to move to center if Kyle Turris can't go. Is Zach Cassian available? A lot, a lot to dissect, I know. But what would you do? It's and then more for the top two lines, I think. Like, Do you, do you want to see that top line loaded up? Or do you want them to go back and split up the two big dogs? Let me know on Twitter, at Hernandeman and at Locked on Oilers. All right, guys. Point up next, we will hear more from Willie Legas and we'll get to who's sizzling, who's fizzling, and game cliches. That's all coming up on the Locked On Owners Podcast with Hernan the Man. There's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use that promo code Locked On for your 50% welcome bonus. The NHL is well underway, so don't sit on the sidelines anymore and get in on the action. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. Ever 18 amazing flavors, including six new ones like caramel brownie, cookies and cream, and my personal favorite, carrot cake. Bars are low calorie, low sugar, high in protein, high fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to builtbar.com and use promo code locked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Use promo code locked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. Turn on Salas here on the Locked On Oilers podcast. Hope you're enjoying the pod today. Keep the downloads coming. I truly appreciate all the support. Seven games on the NHL schedule tonight. The New Jersey Devils, losers of four straight, are home to the Buffalo Sabres, losers of 11 straight. Something's got to give, right? Something's definitely got to give. Uh, Washington is home to the Red Hot New York Islanders. The Bruins are in Pittsburgh to take on the Penguins. Red Wings host the Carolina Hurricanes. It's the Coyotes and Wild from Minnesota. Dallas is home to the Tampa Bay Lightning, and it's the Ducks on the road. Take on the Colorado Avalanche Daily Bet. I don't even know if I should be giving out anymore because I've been uh, terrible, man. Like, holy Boston, Ottawa. Even though Ottawa did play really well last night, but it wasn't a good day for Hernan, the man. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, so for today, I, man, I, I'll be honest. I don't even know what to give you, man. I'm just giving you bad advice, bad advice. So, uh... 
see if we can find the safe bet here to get back in the in the win column. But that's kind of that's kind of shady as well, isn't it? But um, yeah, a lot of good ones. I mean, Carolina's on a roll. Islanders are on a roll. Uh, I don't know what to do in that New Jersey Buffalo one. Um, would you go with Boston again? They they got to snap that that losing streak. They're going with a guy who's getting his first career start. Oof. I don't know about that. The Wild and Coyotes, I never know where to go. Dallas Stars are are more missed than hit right now, so you might want to go with Tampa Bay and Colorado. Still dealing with a lot of injuries, but uh, yeah, they're the heavy favorite to take on the Anaheim Ducks. So I don't know, guys. I mean, I, I've been kind of cold. I might take today off. I, I already kind of told you to give you some notes on some of these games. Like, <laughs> it's tough right now. It's tough to pick a, a game tonight outside the Colorado, which is pretty safe. Carolina, too. But I mean, top teams drop games as well. And you just never know. But I don't know. Buffalo, New Jersey. <laughs> That's it intrigues me. I just don't know which way to go. I mean, Buffalo's plus 155 right now, but ugh, 11 straight, and uh doesn't look like they're getting any any better. So Hernan doesn't really know. I want you to let me know today what bet I should make and let me know, and I'll lock that in before the games start at five o'clock. All right. <laughs> One guy who's been impressive for the Edmonton Oilers this year has been Willie Legison, a guy that, not completely off the radar, but a guy I didn't expect to to play this well and be kind of a regular is Willie Legison. Uh, like you heard earlier, he did meet with the media today. Here's, uh, here's a bit more of the Swedish defenseman, Willie Legison. Uh, William, uh, in the game last night, uh, Mike Smith, you know, had the puck behind the net and Calgary ended up scoring a goal. Are your instructions that Mike's got the puck handling the puck there just to peel off and because Mike always passes the puck to, to the defenseman or up the ice and in that situation it looked like the puck bounced over his stick and they ended up scoring a goal yeah maybe it was a little miscommunication between him and me I thought he was going to play maybe he thought I was going to come uh, get it uh, stuff like that happened in the game and uh, yeah it's important um when he passes the puck so well, are you always, you know, a lot of defensemen have to go back behind the net and pick it up. But in Mike's case, he likes to handle it about 80% of the time. So to me, it looked like, you know, all the defensemen, when Mike's got the puck, they just go to the sideboards and figure, okay, Mike will get me the puck. Yeah, like you said, he's a, he's a great puck mover. Uh, he helps the D a lot uh, back there with uh, making uh, making the right place. And uh, so he's, he's really good at that. So it's, it's great for the D. Just wanted to ask about Adam Larson and how much, you know, it helps you to break into this league the way you have this year and be playing with a guy that has the experience that he has and a guy who's playing as well as he is right now. Uh, yeah, it's been helping me a lot. Uh, it's been great playing with him. Uh, I think uh, we have had, uh, we've been playing great together, uh, had some good chemistry and, Fun to see him score last night too. Uh, he had a great game, and uh, so it's uh, it's he's he's been helping a lot. William, how uh, how much better do you think you? How much more room do you have to improve? Do you think like what you know? You you have a feeling now for what it's like to be in this league and what it's like to play in this league. Do you feel like there's you know a lot more potential that you have as you grow and develop even though i mean you're not a young guy anymore but you're still you know in your mid 20s yeah for sure uh, i'm not setting like a roof uh, for myself how how good i can be like then then i'm like done you know like i want to get better tuesdays on locked on nhl it's all about east coast bias it's locked on sabers host joe dibiase and mike DiStefano of locked on leaves take a look at the biggest stories in the eastern conference from Sidney crosby and alexander ovechkin 
to the defending champion Lightning, the up-and-coming Rangers, and everyone in between locked on NHL. It's a place to be for Eastern Conference Intel every Tuesday. Subscribe to Locked On NHL wherever you get your podcast. That was Willie Legas in there and interesting there with the communication with Mike Smith that kind of led to one of the goals last night. And uh, Mike Smith usually does a good job. It's probably a little bit different because he he's very active. He moves the puck very well. So um, yeah, defensemen definitely have to change the way they play when Smith is in or uh, compared to when Koskinen's in as well. Steve Stalock, um, I know Dave Tippett said yesterday that he's ready to join the team after tomorrow's game. So we'll see if Stalock gets in and games i don't know if that's the answer or not but i'm just saying uh you never know right he might he might get in there a lot's gonna say a lot's gonna be said uh to see who starts tomorrow because if it's mike smith I, I think that shows you the i don't know maybe the confidence they have in him or the lack of confidence they have in miko koskin and, and you also saw kelly rudy kind of chirp mike smith yesterday as mike smith uh kind of gave the side eye to nugent hopkins there on that fourth goal he didn't like him showing up his teammate i kind of agree with that but mike smith's a fiery guy and uh we've seen him do that in the past but i know kelly rudy wasn't a fan of it and a lot of our listeners weren't as well on the post game show all right guys let's get to who's sizzling i'm gonna go with josh archibald i he was active last night he threw a couple beauty hits he scored a nice goal on a feed from devin shore nice deflection there he had another great opportunity shorthanded on kind of like a semi breakaway there and markstrom was able to stop but this guy man he's he just keeps getting better and better i'm more and more impressed with him and the more i watch him so josh archibald for the first time this season gets my who's sizzling Who's fizzling? Going to go with two guys, Ethan Bear. Not saying he was, I think he struggled at times in last night's game 100%. That pinch was a bad pinch. When it's 3-3, there's no reason for him to be that high. He really did nothing, to be honest. Um, and you heard Dave Tippett after the game also say, they, you know, some bad reads. And that was one of them. And I'm going to throw Nugent Hopkins in there. Minus three on the night. He did have some good looks. Uh, he did some good things offensively. But um, when you're considered uh, one of the top three guys on this team, you have to be better than that. You can't be minus three against your provincial rival. So for my who's fizzling, it's a duo, uh, duo effort. Uh, Ethan Bear at Nugent Hopkins. Let's get to your game cliches. And uh, yeah, this one definitely came from the Oilers dresser. They're a good team and got to give them credit. Yeah, no doubt. They've definitely turned it around. They're a good team and got to give them credit. Under Daryl Sutter. And, and like I said in the opening, I guarantee there'll be a top three team. That team was, was far too good to be sitting where they were under Jeff Ford. So uh, Daryl Sutter already making his mark on the Calgary Flames. All right, guys. Question of the day. What do you want to see for tomorrow in terms of lineup? Uh, do you want them to stick with the two big dogs on the same line? That's McDavid and Dreisaitl with the little guy, Yamamoto. Do you want them to go back to the lines that we saw for most of January and February, where it's kind of the duos, Nuge with McDavid and Yamamoto with Dreisaitl. Fill in whoever you want on the wings on the right side for the first line, on the left side for the second line. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at HernanDeMan and at LockedOnOilers. And who should start tomorrow? Would you go to Mike Smith and let him redeem himself? Or do you go to Miko Koskin? Hmm. We'll discuss all that tomorrow as we get set to preview game two between the uh, Edmonton Oilers and Calgary Flames. The late one, eight o'clock puck drop from Calgary. And guys, keep in mind, Dave Tippett is speaking today at about 2.45 Mountain Time. I just don't have the time. I have to be at the studios at TSN for two o'clock. So if I miss anything that Dave Tippett updates on Kyra and Tyson Berry and lineups and all that, I'll have it tomorrow on the podcast but i couldn't wait till 245 so um that's why if, I, if i'm a little late on the news and didn't have a lot of news for you today it's because dave tippett is speaking at 245 and i'm recording this just before that so uh once again apologies for
excuse for that, but I will have whatever Dave Tippett uh, breaks today on tomorrow's podcast. All right, guys. Once again, thank you for all the downloads. Keep downloading and subscribing on your favorite apps for all the latest episodes. For my producer, Juanito, great job as always. You've been listening to the Locked On Oilers podcast. I am Hernan the Man talking Los Petroleros. Enjoy the rest of your Tuesday. We'll chat tomorrow. When everyone's on the same page, getting things done at work is easy. No matter what you do or what industry you're in, how you communicate is key. Everything you type is equally important to collaboration, and Grammarly can help. Think of it as your AI writing partner, empowering you to communicate effectively and efficiently so you can make a bigger impact in the workplace. 96% of Grammarly users say it helps them craft more impactful writing. And as the gold standard of responsible AI, Grammarly is your secure AI writing partner that allows your team to make their point and move faster. By understanding your writing and context, Grammarly provides relevant, personalized suggestions. And with tone suggestions, you can navigate even the most difficult work conversations. You can also save time from spending hours editing drafts to just seconds with one click. Sign up and download Grammarly for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done.